This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. It's an interesting Gemara in the end of the seventh parak of Brachas, which is very relevant uh, every Shabbos. And it's relevant as well when it comes to a Kershal Bracha. The Gemara over there writes at the end of the seventh parak of Brachas, the Gemara tells us the rules of what we need to know for what's called a kaishal bracha. What is deemed a kaishal bracha? So Rashi on brachas, Rashi writes, K'moi birchas ha-mazen. So this Rashi is very important Rashi, because it sounds like from Rashi, <coughs> that benching ala kais has nothing to do with how many people are at the table. It seems like from Rashi, it would sound a little bit like from Rashi, that even if you're by yourself, and you bench, you should bench ala kais, and that kais is deemed a birchas, is deemed a kaishal bracha. If you look at the Mishtabrura, he doesn't seem to follow that Mr. Buru assumes based, uh, I believe it's a Zayar, that when a person is by himself, he definitely does not bench Allah Kais. Now, what happens if there's three, if there's ten different hagim, different practices about when you do or don't bench Allah Kais? But Rambam, Taisus and Psachim, they learn Kershal Bracha includes Kiddush of Havdalah. Kiddush, Havdalah, let's say, for example, Arachasin or Sheva Brachas, that is all deemed the Kershal Bracha. And the Gemara says there's ten things you have to know about a Kershal Bracha. And the Gemara gives you the list. What are the ten things? So the Gemara says, first of all, it needs hadachu shtifa. Hadachu shtifa means it needs to be washed out from the inside and washed out from the outside. The kaisas used to get full with dirt. Uh, bread would fall in or old wine or other things. So you're supposed to wash a kaisal bracha before and you're supposed to wash the inside and the outside. Then the Gemara says it has to be chai. Chai literally translates to, to raw. What does it mean over here? So this is a big machoikish rishayinah. Taisus discusses three possibilities of what chai means. One possibility means chai means the wine is not diluted. Taisus has a different possibility that the word chai here doesn't mean raw, but chai over here means full. And this is the concept of halacha, which we'll talk a little bit about, that you have to have a whole cup. You're not allowed to use a becha that's cracked, that's chipped, that's missing, because it's not sholim, it's not whole. That's how Taisus learns the word chai, and it's brought like that, halacha in Shulchan Aruch. Then the list goes on. Mole, you got to fill the cup to the top. Itur. Itur v'itof. This is important. What does itur v'itof mean? So the Gemara explains itur v'itof either means some form of a head covering, which we'll see why that's relevant. Or itof means that they would surround little cups around the becher. If anyone's ever eaten by someone who's a gronik, notice that the gronics do this. The, the gros quoted a Maise Rav that he held that the Gemara says he's supposed to do this. They have little cups surrounded by the becher on the table. And then the Gemara gives you a bunch of other ones. You're supposed to take the cup in two hands, put it in your right hand, lift it off the ground, the tefach, you're supposed to put your eyes in it, and you're supposed to even send it to your wife. Ten things, says the Gemara, you need to know about a kashal bracha. Comes along and says, no, I got a four. I cut down six. We're always looking to cut things out. I cut down, of the ten, only four. What are the four? Says the Gemara, it's hadocha, shtifa, chai moli. Those four. That's all you have to know. If you look on the side of the Gemara, they give you a way to remember it. How do you remember the four things in Yifakayshal Bracha? So the way to remember it is the word Simcha. Or the word Chamisha. Why? Chamisha is Chai, Molei, Shtifa, and Hadocha. Now the word Chamisha means five. But there's only four things. So you got to just keep that in mind. It's one of those tricks. That the word is five, but there are only four things. Or the other way they remember, they remember it is by the word Simcha. Instead of a shin, it's a sin, so they have simch. Okay. Now, there's an amazing Zayar HaKadosh. The Zayar HaKadosh writes 
that in when the base of Mikdash is going to be around, then you're going to keep all ten. When there's no base of Mikdash, you only keep four. Very, uh, very different, difficult zayir to understand. What does one have to do with the other? But as I stated in the zayir, now the truth is, <coughs> Taisus already points out, even though the Gemara chopped it down to four, we should still try to do the other ones as well. So even though really the baseline obligation is only four, which is shtifa, hadacha, chay, and mole, we try, at least lechatchila, to get the other milas as well. So let's go talk a little bit about some of these things to see how relevant they are in every Jewish home for Kiddush, Avdallah, and other examples of Kaisha Bracha. So the first thing, Shochan writes in the Kufpe Gimel, Shochan writes that you have to have shtifa and hadacha. Shtif, it means you wash the cup on the outside. Adokha means you wash the cup on the inside. So the obvious question is, what about our cups? All right, let's say Matzah Shabbos, you do the dishes. Assuming you do the dishes, okay. Whoever does the dishes in your home, I'm not getting involved in that. So you wash that the Becher, you put the Becher in the break front, beautiful. I come Friday and I take the Becher out of the break front. What am I washing it for? It was poor, it's beautiful, it's clean. What am I washing it for? So the Shulchan Aruch writes, If it's taka clean, so you don't have to wash it. The whole Stephen Adoch is a practical halacha. If it's dirty, you're supposed to wash. It's not dirty. So therefore, write to Mishtabur. If it's taka clean, you don't have to wash it. Now, there are those that write, Apikabolo, you should still wash out the clean, but strictly speaking, from a halachic basis, once the, once the cup is clean, and you assume it's clean, there is no longer a need to have to wash it again. So those are the first two that we can almost scratch out, so to say, because our cups are pretty clean. What's the other ones that we have? <clears throat> so we have Chayin Mole. What's chai and what's moli? So moli is easy. Moli means you're supposed to have a full cup to the top. So you've seen people, I'm sure, that will, uh, that will make kiddish over a half-full cup of yain. They don't bother to fill it up all the way to the top. That's not correct. You're supposed to fill the cup all the way to the top. And it's supposed to be done over a kais moli. Now the truth is, the wording of the Shulchan Aruch is interesting. The Shulchan Aruch says, Sarich lachzer achar kais. I'm sorry. The Shulchan Aruch sounds like, that these things are not ma'akiv b'diev. I mean, let's say a guy took a becher and filled it up halfway. So Mr. Brewer writes, as long as there was at least a revius of cup, of wine in the cup, even though it wasn't to the top, he's yaitzah. Now, Mr. Brewer brings you an interesting eight. Let's say you want to get a full cup of wine, but you don't have enough wine. So Mr. Brewer writes, you can put a piece of bread in. And the bread will cause the, the wine to rise up to be on top of the cup. Now, I would not suggest putting water in. Why? Because you're going to dilute the wine so much, it might not be wine anymore. So I would not suggest, unless you have very strong wine, maybe. I, I wouldn't suggest putting the bread in either, because I think it's a little gross. But um, I would tell you, it's all you have. It's all you have, okay? <clears throat> it's all you have. You, you'll make kiddush with what you have. But lechat you should try to have the cup all the way to the top. Now, what does chai mean? So this is a machloi kishmishayim. Does chai mean that the, the wine should be non-diluted? And then you dilute in the middle of the benching. That's the way some mishayim learn. But there's another way to learn chai, which is what we'll talk about today. Because again, most of our wine is already diluted. So the Shulchan Aruch writes that we don't have to dilute our wine anymore today. Because our wine is already diluted. However, you'll notice that there are people that have a minute today that they put little droplets of water into their wine. Why are they doing that? Because the Shulchan Aruch mentions <coughs> that even though the Ramah writes that today our wine is already diluted, it's only fair diluted. Some people, again, like to keep that old practice of diluting the wine. But we mentioned before that there's another way to learn the word chai, and the word chai means it has to be whole. So the Shulchan Aruch writes, you're supposed to try to find the becha that's whole. Mr. Burek quotes in the Magad Avram, even if let's say the base is cracked, 
but the part that holds the wine is fine, you still shouldn't use it. Lechatchila, you should use a becha that's whole, that's full, and not any cracks. But the lashon of the Shulchan Aruch is Tzarech Lachzer Acher Kois Shalom. You should go after a full cup. So Mr. Brewer makes the diuk that you see from over here that's only lechatchila, but by the end you can use a cup that's cracked, you can use a cup that's chipped, you can use a cup that's broken, that's by the okay. So this is a very famous tshuva from Ramosha Feinstein, <coughs> which people often misunderstand. Ramosha is a famous tshuva where he talks about using paper cups. Paper cups. He's not talking about plastic. He's talking about paper cups. I'm sure you all remember good old-fashioned paper cups, right? So we all know paper cups are extremely flimsy, and things drip through. It's not a, a very enjoyable experience. So Ramosha writes in the tshuva that he thinks you should not use a paper cup for Kiddush or Kaysha Bracha, why is that your Moshe? He makes the following cheshbon. He says like this. If you see from this halacha <coughs> in Shulchan Aruch that you're not supposed to use a cup that's slightly broken, so says Ramosha, why not? It's usable. It's valuable. Why can't I use it? Says Ramosha, you see that it's missing. It's felt. It's not as a gishmak as a full one. So says Ramosha, Kolshake is something like a paper that you're going to throw out, you're going to discard afterwards, definitely you shouldn't use that for Kiddush. And later, Achreinim have issues with this Rav Moshe. They, they don't understand the comparison. The reason why I'm not allowed to use a cracked Becher, is not because a cracked Becher is cheap, it's because it's cracked. It's not whole. But a paper cup is whole. So there are many Achreinim, Abul Yashim and other Achreinim, who disagree with this Rav Moshe. They thought there is no problem to use a paper uh, Becher for Kiddush. Kiddush. Now the truth is, today our plastic is not paper. Our plastic is quite sturdy. It's very reusable, our paper, our plastic. We have fancy plastic, we have hard plastic. So that wasn't what Ramesha was talking about. He was talking about paper. Paper is taka, it's, it's garbage. It's not, the plastic is good. You can reuse the plastic, we don't because we're spoiled. But in the Iker Adin, you can reuse these plastic, it's sturdy plastic. <clears throat> so therefore many Akhraidim are of the opinion that even the Chatzchilah you can use. You go to Amazing Sayyid, you can buy these plastic bechers. My kids, we use them every single week. We save it for months. It's a great becher. It's plastic. It's beautiful. Hard plastic, fancy plastic. So again, lechatchila, we should try to use a, a real becher. But there's definitely room to remake them. The funniest thing that you see at events is when people take a plastic cup and they use a second cup. Why do they use a second cup? What are they doing by using a second cup? The answer is absolutely nothing. Besides for wasting another cup. You don't make the first cup more chashiv. You don't give it more chashiv. Less breakable. Again... They're doing that because they're playing off of the paper cups. Because the paper cups, Taka, were paper thin and will Taka leak through. The plastic cup is, is sturdy. It's not going to be more sturdy by putting another plastic cup. So I always find it humorous when I see people. And this is sacred. You go to a Kiddush, everyone knows it's halacha. Plastic cup, you need two. It boggles my mind. I don't get it. I think I remember seeing years ago, Simcha Bonham Cohen also points out that this doesn't make any sense. But you go to any Kiddush today. Everyone is so makbid gomer on this thing to have two cups for the Kiddush. The Chayrit has no real source in halacha that it should be required. <clears throat> the Mishnah Brewer brings down, so that's all with regarding that. Then, okay, this we'll have to leave Lineda for Sunday night. Then we'll see why many people have a practice that when they bench, they wear the hat, they wear the jacket. Of the Chassidish, they wear the gartel. Where does that come from? Sabah uh, Lineda will have to talk about on Sunday all an offshoot of this Gemara and Brachas that describes the proper way to get ready for a Kaishal Bracha.